0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now... Here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula
0: Phillips. Right Road. Hello, everybody, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. First of all, I have some really, really cool news. Um, In Radioland, they have this thing called STATS which stands for statistics. And it kind of, you know, you, you know how many people are listening on any given day and all of that fun stuff. And we found out on our very, you know, we've we've been doing this show now for well over a year, but we just moved in March to this wonderful new Voice America Empowerment Channel because we've been growing so much. And we found out for, for March, this is so exciting, that On the Right Road for that one month only was in 48 states and 13 countries. Oh my gosh. I'm just so excited that you're all part of the Right Road family and that that family is growing. It just really means that more support for each other and for all of you in the Right Road family. So, yay! How exciting! Um, I want to share one quick follow-up from our last episode. Amy Smith from Elroy Elementary School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania wrote to me and shared, After listening to your teamwork makes the dream work on the Right Road show, I took your advice. I have been raised money to purchase a new playset for our school playground and today I called some local businesses and they were all receptive thank you for encouraging me and other teachers to get out of our comfort zone and be teamwork leaders your support is awesome you and right Road Rock yeah and I'm gonna um, I'm actually gonna be sending Amy a, a donation personally for her playground project I mean this is such a special example of what this show is all about reaching out and sharing ideas opportunities and support and uplifting all of you who work so hard daily to uplift kids on the right road in school and in life. I just oh you guys are all in my heart and I I just love being with you here all so much and I love this right road family. Now for today's show I hope you're ready to have tons of fun. I just, I just think tonight is going to be a blast with Earth Day coming up on April 22nd this week. I really wanted to do a special on the right road episode that focuses on the wonders of science and the beauty of our Earth and really the importance of taking care of it. And I wanted to do it in ways that will be helpful for you whatever grade you teach and whatever age your kids are. So tonight's theme is psyching kids up for science. And I've really been thinking about this and doing some research for the last couple of weeks. And I'd like to start off with some really cool fun facts that I think you'll love and appreciate. So first, regarding Earth Day, and see how many of these you know. And I've been thinking about this too. I think this would be a great like game or a little fun project especially if you have older kids like maybe fourth grade and above but you could have the kids research this coming week for Earth Day and see if they can find the answers to these questions so here's the first fun fact Earth Day was started by Senator Nelson a US senator from Wisconsin which is my home state after witnessing the ravages of the 1969 massive oil spill in Santa Barbara California where I live now which uh, at the time, that was the largest oil spill in U.S. waters at the time. And now I believe it was the third largest because we've had some doozies since then. And you know how we've been talking about synergy over the last several episodes? Well, here's some awesome synergy here for this uh, little nugget that I just gave you. Over spring break, it was my husband and my anniversary and so we took our son we decided to take the day and go up to Santa Barbara and we out of the blue we had no idea where we were going to end up but we found the Santa Barbara Maritime Museum what a gem you guys if you are looking for someplace to go with your family or for a school field trip this place was awesome and one of the cool displays Speaking of Synergy, I knew this program was coming up. It was on the Santa Barbara oil spill and how that started Earth Day. And I thought, there you go. Synergy, when you're on the right road, it's amazing how things connect. So I just thought that was such a fun thing that I wanted to share with you. Um, The next little fun fact is that after that, the first Earth Day was actually in 1970. It was on April 20th, and now I believe it's always actually on April 22nd. Another nugget, 2020 will mark Earth Day's 50th anniversary, which is really cool for teachers and parents to know, because it sounds like a lot of exciting and educational opportunities are being planned between now and then, leading up to that 50th celebration of Earth Day. So that's pretty cool. Um, also... The Earth Day theme for 2016 is Trees for the Earth, with a focus on Let's Get Planting. And here's another awesome piece of synergy. Oh my gosh, I love this. My mom and stepdad are out visiting from Wisconsin. They came a couple of weeks ago, and out of the blue, my mom just started talking about my brother's 18th birthday, which was quite a while ago, but she said of all things, he asked for for 18 trees to be planted for his birthday. That's what he wanted for his birthday present. So she said they went out and they purchased the trees and together they all planted them. And I thought, what an uh, apropos thing for Earth Day that we're talking about tonight Plant a tree for your school or at home or in a local park. Awesome idea. And I just love the synergy of all of that. Um, And I got a lot of this helpful information. Of course, like I mentioned, from the Santa Barbara Maritime Museum. Also, teachers and parents, check out earthday.org, edutopia.org, and scholastic.com. Um, I just found tons of helpful facts and pieces of information and here are some more fun facts relating to science in general because as we know earth science is of course related to earth day in a big way. Um, STEM. I know all of you teachers are probably very familiar with that acronym. For any of you parents listening who may have heard that and wondered what is that? STEM schools are sprouting up all over the country, and STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. And STEM schools focus on those four main subjects to help our country's youth gain what many feel are major skills required to really succeed in today's challenging world. And Many are now adding art to that mix, which I love. So STEM schools plus art is now meaning STEAM schools, S-T-E-A-M. So I love that. And here's another fun fact. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, I read this a couple places this week, indicates that science and engineering jobs are growing 70% faster than many other occupations right now. So that's pretty cool to know. Um, And teachers, again, and parents, if you're looking for places to find out awesome information, I was able to get a lot of great information from the National Science Foundation at NSF.gov and the Smithsonian Science Education Center. So check those out, Google those. And also, I want to mention one cool website that our wonderful friend, Janice Safro, uh, she's a teacher on our board of directors for Right Road Kids and right before the show, she let me know about a wonderful website. It's called mom.com That's I-G-A-M-E-M-O-M dot com. Now, I feel for Science and Earth Day, one of the most important things is to get out into the world and actually participate and be a part of the Earth and, and just creating and exploring. But, For any of your kids who might be techies and you have a hard time getting them away from the computer, this website actually has 15 YouTube channels of fun science for kids, so it might just spur them to get out of their chairs and away from the computer and out into the world. So I wanted to share that again. That's igamemom.com. Check that out. Um, now I'm gonna do the On the Right Road teacher listener shout outs later in the program today because I'm so excited to introduce you all to my amazing guests this evening. So first I guess I'll just shout out with a start out with a huge right road shout out to all of you, right road friends listening. I'm so glad each and every one of you you're here with us. Um, I have so many amazing giveaways for you all this evening. Um, and as a lead-in to the first, here's something fun. When I share Right Road self-esteem, character, and enrichment programs in schools, I incorporate every subject in every way I can think of to make learning in school and learning about life fun. We're talking music and art, social studies, math, writing, reading, etc., 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 and science. And one of the science projects I use to teach kids the importance and coolness of using their talents is a project I found many, many years ago called the Squiddy and what it is, it's this little science project. It almost looks like a little fishing lure. And what I do is I, its a it shows air pressure. But when I do it, it's like this little lure sits in this bottle of water. And if you're not doing anything, it just sits there. And then when you squeeze the middle of the bottle, it bounces down. When you let go, it pops back up. And I tell kids, this is like talents. If you just sit there, nothing happens. But when you get out there and use them, that's when you can do awesome things. And I've realized It's one of the things that kids in every class I work with ask for, so I track down where to find them. I used to get them at Lakeshore Learning, but they haven't had them recently, so I found them at Steve Spangler Science. Steve Spangler is actually known as America's science teacher, and his website is an awesome resource for science classroom resources and projects. Check out stevespanglerscience.com. So what I did was I bought a bunch of the awesome Squiddy kits, and here's the first amazing giveaway for this evening. It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now, and first, you guys, i got to mention, as I always do, make sure that all the giveaways that you enter tonight on our right. Road Kids Facebook page as part of the On the Right Road show, that in addition to the simple entry guidelines that will be in the offer post, make sure you also type the code word listening. That officially enters you because not everybody out there in the world knows this code word. So if you're listening, include that as part of your entry as well. That officially enters you. So for this first giveaway, I've got 10 Squiddy science kits. So there will be 10 teacher recipients, and each one will receive one of those cool squiddy project kits that's one of kids' favorite things of all the right road things that I do so to enter just go to our right road kids Facebook page right now as you're listening follow those simple entry guidelines in the offer post it'll be open until just after the end of the show till 6:30 Pacific 9:30 Eastern tonight and we'll announce those 10 recipients on our right road kids Facebook page tomorrow and remember make sure you type that code word listening as part of your entry comment in addition to the offer little guidelines in the offer post as well as always this is just is the first of the, all the awesome giveaways I'll have throughout the show tonight, so keep that Right Road Kids Facebook page right there. Um, just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, April 17th. If you're not listening then, if you're listening after the fact, the giveaways will of course be closed, but that's okay because you guys know we have daily fun on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and on our website as well. So um, now I am so excited to introduce you all to my amazing guest this evening, I believe she is another one of America's science teachers. Her name is Care Butler, and I personally know Care. Isn't that an awesome name? Because she was the science teacher at my son's school for five and a half years. Prior to that, she taught environmental education in Tulare and Santa Barbara counties in California, and she was an elementary science specialist in Visalia and Fresno Unified School Districts, and. For the last 29 years, she has also been a workshop facilitator for the Ames Center for Math and Science Education, where she teaches teachers around the country. She also writes curriculum for our U.S. National Parks as part of her Teacher Ranger teacher role. And she's a certified master naturalist now living in Arkansas. This amazing woman knows science, you guys, and teaching it in effective, creative, hands on ways that engage kids every second. She is going to be a wealth of information for us all this evening. I am thrilled and just overjoyed to welcome Care Butler to On the Right Road. Welcome, Care. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And I, I have to start. I would be remiss if I didn't start by asking, Care. I know that science is so much of your passion. Where did your love of science come from? I just would love to know.
1: Well, I wish I could say that it was from, you know, formal learning experiences through school. But actually, I think it came from very informal experiences, the camping trips that my families were um, devoted to every single summer, and um, just really quick trips. I I grew up in the L.A. Basin, so quick trips to museums, to gardens. We hiked most Sundays up in the mountains above Los Angeles, and I really think it just came from those informal observations and then um, being... Really distracted child. I had (laughs) curiosities that would never ever quit. So I think it was that there was always the looming question, the lasting question, and it just kept me learning, kept me learning, kept me learning.
0: Well, and it's really cool. It sounds like your parents really, by doing all of those activities outdoors and going to the museums and everything, they really facilitated that—that love, that curiosity in you. And I think that's a a key point of everything that we're going to share tonight. Is that Parents' involvement as well as the teachers' involvement is so crucial to light that fire, don't you think?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's sort of the way we can start to bridge what for school can be just such an individual daily um, snippet of information that gets shared. And, you know, if we can have families and peers and other really great activities in the communities that start to bridge those. Thought patterns for kids, and those um, original ideas begin to take a shape. And I don't know. I think I think you just need kind of a whole team of people inspiring and asking questions of students.
0: It Eventually takes it like. They- like the like they we always say, it, all it takes a village, right? It takes a village. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna really dive in here, Kara, because I know that every time I have ever seen you work with kids, they're just on fire for science. I mean, even when Micah was in kindergarten, he would come up from you know your your middle school classroom, and he would just be so excited. And I, so, I want to start out by thinking about science in general not just Earth Day, but science in general care, could you give us like two or three, what do you think are the best ways to truly psych kids up for science? And I know this is kind of a general question, but what comes to your mind right away? What's going to ignite that fire for kids, whether it's a teacher or a parent?
1: Right. Um, I, I just really have to say it, it comes down to making it um, a, a subject Uh, or even just a single question that's engaging. And for me, the way you engage is to try to involve your hands, your heart, your mind, your body and um, make it as, I mean, a simple word to say in science circles is hands-on, but I like to say hands-on, minds-on. Oh so it doesn't necessarily need to be fancy-schmancy equipment, but it does need to be engaging. Maybe that engagement can just be a really kind of cool question that nobody's even thought of before, and that's enough. You may not need to have a special manipulative or something, but well, and you make you engaging.
0: And you mentioned to me the other day when we were chatting, you know, a couple days ago getting ready for the show, you mentioned even just teachers, if you don't have money or tons of equipment, going outside and seeing a crack in the sidewalk, huh, where did that come from? Right? Right. Exactly. In fact, starting
1: with the familiar is a really neat way to start. I would say that's probably my, my second thought um, uh, to make science kind of come alive is actually I think think too often, we associate science with magic. And I I would disagree with that. I think probably the best way to um, get a child to think maybe a little bit deeper is to start with the familiar, but again, to approach it in a new way. (laughs) Or see if it connects to something that's less familiar. Um, It seems that too often, teachers are asked to just um, teach one science fact after another, after another, after another, and it can feel like a sort of a pile of bones as opposed to these connected threads that become a way of thinking. So I like um, those are two things I think that um, it, it really doesn't matter what subject you're actually asked at each grade level to teach, as long as you approach it um, with some curiosity, with some hands-on engagement, and then expect kids to do some different thinking about it and different ways of communicating. Um, well, and I love that. I love of- that.
0: I love that word curiosity that you used. You know, if, if teachers, if we're like so like, okay, we got to try to fit in 10 minutes of science, you know, but if you're curious just about a tiny little question, I think that's that curiosity and that intrigue is going to transfer over to them. I think we can pass that excitement on to the kids, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, Definitely and um sometimes i would lead national park uh field trips for students big groups of students and often if they were not so sure about the out-of-doors, I would pick up on what they were talking to one another about
0: Ah. as we
1: hiked along and walked along. I think the curiosity often is between peers, and you can almost, I guess the way I would put it is, then I would redirect it. So if children were talking about their clothing or something like that, I would pick up on the fact that they might be mentioning the color of their clothing, and I would try to just engage them in, oh, and let's see just how many colors of birds we can see between here and 20 steps from now. And just, it's about redirecting because let's face it, um, we can be really distracted in in our world. And it's fun to just watch how you can um, start again, kind of in familiar and peer-related situations, but um, apply it to the science principles that can be for a lifetime, something that you are, are happy to think about.
0: Well, and I really like that because then you're not telling that seventh grader, not, you know, to be quiet and not talk about their clothes. You're going, oh, yeah, sure. your clothes are really colorful. Right. Now, let's, you know, so right. you're doing it in a positive. So I like that. Right. And that right there is going to engage those kids. I love it. Okay. So what I would love to do care is pick your brain because teachers have been sharing with me and from what I've seen, even experienced when I was in elementary school and you and I actually talked about this the other day is that with all the pressures of testing, you know for reading and language arts and math I think teachers have an overwhelming sense and I have heard this from more teachers this last week as we've been letting them know this is our topic for tonight you know it, an overwhelming sense of where and how do I even begin to teach science when I've got only five minutes here and five minutes there so I think in elementary school especially often science is being all but skipped and I really feel that teachers need support in this area and, and I really know that you can inspire us all Care So, you know, again, what are your couple pieces of advice for teachers and parents for incorporating science into their everyday classroom life when there are limited time and resources? And I know you've touched upon that a little bit, but I'd love if you could share a little bit more. Just give teachers out there some ideas and where do they start?
1: Right, right. I think um, the important thing, more than anything, is that have it be... Um, I guess the best way to put it is sort of permeating um, their daily life in a classroom. I know when I was a new teacher, I would write a word in, on my hand. I know you really don't encourage your students to do that, but <laughs> I knew that if I didn't stop and look at the palm of my hand and see something like, okay, ask a critical thinking question, then I knew I wouldn't get to, um, you know, pushing my students into a scientific um, way of life, a, a viewpoint of life. So it is true that um, a teacher may not be able to schedule science every day. I mean, yeah. th- that's the reality. But on the other hand, they do have math, and math is the language of science. And so every single graph For a kindergartner, every single count is really a a tool that scientists use every day. And so to just know and to be strengthened by the fact that actually teachers are doing science every day, it just may not be the topic. Um, It's the way they're proceeding through their day, the way they're asking students to um, compare things in a reading story. Um, it's a lot in mathematics. That's the probably the most obvious link. But, um, you know, just all of those things that are scheduled into their day can actually have a scientific approach. And I guess that's really why um, when I first see standards in science, regardless of the state, um, I look first at what are called themes, or now they're called cross-cutting concepts, because if a teacher is talking at all about a pattern or what might come next in this story, a scientist would call that cause and effect. And on and on, the language of science and the way a scientist thinks and proceeds through whatever endeavor Um, they're working on, is done all the time in schools, but maybe not under um, the heading of 20 minutes of planned science investigation. So I think Teachers need to give themselves more credit.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. talking about the weather. They're talking about science. <laughs> right. Well, and another thing that you shared with me the other day that really stuck care was that you sh- shared how important it is simply to inspire curiosity. You And I, I wrote this quote down that you shared with me. I don't even know if you realized it. But you said that your aim every day is that each child, each person leaves your presence being a little more curious than before because if curious, things happen. I love that. Ooh,
1: yeah, that's I just had... Well, I think it's true, don't you? I mean, it's, yes. um, I guess maybe it's an inspiration from within to be a curious person.
0: Well, um, and I think that's you know, so it's, much it's, of the kind of
1: reaching for something new.
0: Yes. So, Ker, I you know, I, I've mentioned a few helpful science sources and resources for parents and teachers tonight. What are your, you know, maybe share five with us. What are your favorite websites, stores or freebies or anything that you'd, you know, what are your top five things that you'd recommend that parents and teachers check out?
1: Oh, great. Um, yes, I, I love to <laughs> awesome. um, access uh, resources every day. And um, I find new ones every day, actually. So there is a plethora. Um, certainly, I would love for teachers to look at the National Park Service. Um, NPS.gov has um, a teacher's site um, where any subject and any grade level can be entered. And there are lesson plans, incredible models Multimedia live cameras on uh, eagles' nests, etc. Uh, junior Ranger materials um, for any uh, national park site in our entire United States. Wow! And so you are on a trip as soon as um, you go onto that site. Uh, besides the teacher um, um, location, I like to use the Explore Nature. Um, part of the nps.gov website um, because I really feel that's a spot where you can um, just have young learners become aware of something like um, bat adaptations. But on the other hand, you can have senior high students um, literally helping to give the scientists in the park's data for their air or water resources from their community. So it can get quite complex and challenging. And so those are the two um, areas of the nationalpark.gov site that I go to a lot.
0: And Wonderful.
1: then um, there are some other sites, like the USGS, if teachers want to try to find maps and videos and lesson plans about earth science and natural resources, that's the geologic survey site. Wonderful. And it's full of educational resources. There's the NOAA um, NOAA.gov site. And this is more focused on marine and weather and climate and just incredible um, information in their location uh, as well from multimedia maps and lots of teacher background. I don't know, but I want to just keep learning what's happening in climate studies or marine studies. And so I think teachers are hungry for looking for things that are going to help their concept development as well. And they want to be professional learners.
0: Exactly. And I know for me, even just thinking about this this episode tonight, as I was researching all these things, you know, you just find something out and it's so fascinating and then share that with the kids. And like you said, you're incorporating it just on a regular basis, not even realizing it. So... Oh my gosh, right, so stay right. with me, stay with me, Care, okay? I, I want to mention you guys, if we have time, and I'm hoping that we will, I want to give you guys a chance to call in and ask Care a question. Um, you, I mean, it's, it, this is going to be a chance for you to pick the brain of one of the country's most renowned science educators. Uh, let me give you the toll-free call-in number. It's one 888 346 9141. You can call me right here on the right road. It's a toll free line. Again, that's 1 346-9141 Marcy's going to pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, the number and also teachers, if we're able to answer if Karen and I are able to answer your question on the air, if we get to take your call you'll receive a cool school supply gift pack as well, so check that out, um, so stay with me, Kara, because I want to announce, I've got a couple of cool announcements, the recipients of the $50 Lakeshore Learning gift cards from yesterday's Right Road teacher friend email response drawing Lakeshore Learning is one of my favorite favorite places for just science, fun projects and resources for classrooms. So those two recipients are Carla Polk from Brentwood Elementary School in Brentwood, California, and Christy Simcoe from Celeste Hankel Elementary in Statesville, North Carolina. And the recipient of the other $50 Lakeshore Learning gift card from tonight's pre-show Facebook post is, drumroll, Jordana Green from B. McDaniel Intermediate School in Denison, Texas. So I want to give a big thanks to Lori Steenis and her Keller Williams real estate team. You guys got to meet Lori on our last show, but she provided the wonderful support That allowed us to, you know, provide the funding for those gift cards tonight. So, yay! Don't worry if your name wasn't drawn, though, you guys, because we've always got more opportunities, including our second giveaway tonight. This one is in honor of CARE. It's open to all. I thought you'd love this one, CARE. It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I've got two awesome science gift packs. The materials were all donated by our wonderful one of our wonderful on the right road sponsors, Nair. Plus, I've added a $50 Lakeshore Learning gift card to each pack. And the gift cards are good in store or online. And the total value of each gift pack is approximately $250. So there will be two teacher recipients and both will receive one of the science gift packs. They're great for any grade. And of course you can share. Some of the materials might be better suited for an older or younger grade. You can share with your teacher friends. To enter, just follow those simple entry guidelines in the offer post on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. And Marcy's going to pop that up right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And I'll announce the two recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Make sure that even if you mentioned listening in the first entry, make sure you mention it on this entry offer post as well, because that officially enters you. You don't want to miss out on that. Um, okay. So let's see here, Kara. I've got a few more questions. Remember, I would love uh, at least to get one or two of your calls tonight. So, again, you can call in toll-free at 1-888-346-9141. And remember, if we get you on the air here, teachers, you'll get a cool school supply Right Road gift pack. So um, I'm going to ask you another question while we're getting uh, hopefully getting some callers here on the air. Uh, Oh, we've got one here. Awesome. We've got John... From Johnsonville, South Carolina. Hello, John. Welcome to On the Right Road. Hi. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Great. And what school are you calling from, John? Do you, are you a teacher? Yes. Where, where do you teach, teach, John?
1: I teach at the Academy of Hope Charter School in Conway, South Carolina.
0: Wonderful. Well, welcome. Now, do you have a question for care this evening?
1: Yes, I do. I um, I, I teach ELA and social studies, and one of my biggest things is I, w- I want to work to help integrate everything, you know, integrate that science into the ELA or the social studies aspect, but what are some suggestions you might have to help me do that or help do that?
0: Great question. I'll let you take yeah, that, that, that away, here. That's actually, that's, it's, it's, it's dear to my heart, too, actually.
1: Um, I I began my teaching in a place um, in the Central Valley where I, I honestly had students that did not have a command of English at all. Most of them were migrant workers, uh, children, and I didn't even have them for the whole year. And that's when I learned about AIMS activities. Um, And I found, and that's uh, who I've worked for (laughs) since, but what I found about an activity-based is if I handed a classroom, regardless of their language skills, something like a magnet or a cup of water and an eyedropper and a piece of wax paper and something simple like that and had them begin to do, start with the exploration part. Um, of course, I'm not going to let them hurt themselves, but the simplistic kinds of explorations, it was interesting how their faces told me that I now had them engaged and language would begin to follow. Um, yes. and what's so, cu- so interesting about that is it was my students that kept me going with getting a few supplies, a few more supplies, and a few more supplies, because it was the very thing of language that got me kind of disinterested in school science as I was growing up. Somehow I was in classes where the language of science seemed to be the most valuable thing, not experimenting and tinkering and um, working with simple supplies. So I would say as often as it's possible, language actually, I think, follows exploration um and it is true that um you need those word walls to go up right lots of vocab development but um it's fun to see how some of the things like the word cause and effect or the word um What is the structure of this bird wing? And then you get to talk about the structure of a molecule later in the year. You know, when the words can start to have meanings throughout the year, throughout the year, and to the next grade level, then all of a sudden this concept of science gets to be something that does nothing but build and build and build. And what I love to see is how confidence, confidence seems to follow.
0: Well, I love that, care. So, so, John, I hope this is helping. So instead of focusing on the vocabulary so much, maybe start with the engagement. And once you have their, you know, their rapt attention, you know, it, it flows from there, right? Is that what you're saying, care? Right. And, again, that
1: doesn't need to be a formal, formal laboratory experience. Right, right. Um, I I tried to have certain things out on just sort of exploration tables, even for my eighth grade students sometimes. That wasn't just a kindergarten center idea. Um, And if they hadn't seen something like a lens or a mirror or a feather or, you know, some of these things, um, it was interesting how I would find even my older students begin to talk about it once they yes. were holding it. And um, I just really feel that language naturally sort of flows because I am curious and I do want to know something a little more um, well, so- rather than the language being the actual um, job of school.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, gosh, thank you so much for calling, John. What a wonderful question. I I think that's going to be helpful for a whole lot of people. Hey, John, make sure that you message us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page with your school, city, and state so that we can get you an awesome Right Road school supply pack, okay? Will you do that?
1: Sure. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're so welcome, and thanks for calling in. I so appreciate it. Great to talk to you.
1: Good to talk to you, too. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Hey, Kara, I want to ask just very quickly, I want to focus on specifically Earth Day now. And I have a a quick question, okay? So specifically Mm -hmm. regarding Earth Day, what do you feel, you know, teachers, we so much is going on and we're scampering around. And again, they might only have 10 minutes for an activity, regardless of what activity they pick. What do you feel is the most important, clear message for kids to take away at the end of the day from this special day, Earth Day, coming up on April 22nd? Like, what's the thought that they should go to sleep with that night, you know, emblazoned in their brain?
1: Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) Well, I, you know, instead of it being one activity after another, after another, I love that you're, um, you know, just challenging to look at it in a bigger picture. And actually... I think for Earth Day, that makes so much sense, because one of my favorite things that I've learned is that it's actually now, you probably read this too, Paula, the largest civic observance in the world. I don't know really? if you happen to have read that recently. But for a student to go to bed at the end of an Earth Day knowing that I did this one thing, or I'm... I I watched this certain video, or um, I heard that song, or I walked that little part that I used to drive, just if there was something different that they know contributed. Don't you think, really, at the end of the day, I contributed somehow to,
0: you know, celebrating my life-giving earth home? (laughs) Well, and I, um, you know what, and I think that I love what you just said, because teachers, I think this is what kids in thinking of Earth Day and, and science in general, if kids leave each day thinking, I did something, I did something for the Earth, I did something for the world, just because I'm me. You know, I don't, like you said, we don't have to have a bajillion dollars. We don't have to have all of this elaborate equipment. They didn't have all that elaborate equipment 200 years ago. You know, I think if you approach it with that mindset, helping kids take that home with them. Um I love that. That's perfect. Well so stay with me, Care, because I see we have some more callers. I hope we have a chance to take some more. I do want to mention teachers a couple of Earth Day project ideas. I, I like I said I've been doing some research and Whatever age you teach, I just, I love these. One of the sites that I found a lot of really cool things on is a site called TinkerLab.com, T-I-N-K-E-R-Lab.com. One thing that I loved was, in thinking of Earth Day and Recycling, tin uh, tin can drums, you know, this is primarily for elementary kids, but you could use it in different ways for older kids too, I think. You have them paint an old tin can, a used tin can, take balloons, put them over the, stretch it, cut off the little end, stretch it over the top of it, you know, stretch a couple of balloons over each one. You can even cut little holes in it to kind of make it pretty, you know, the different colors showing through. And ta-da, you've got a drum set and i think that all ages could do something really cool with this i also liked the same concept using tin cans as planters so maybe if your school won't allow you to go out and plant a tree you can plant something and know that you've recycled something and haven't just thrown it in a you know thrown it in a trash heap another really cool project you guys you know if you've got old puzzles sitting around that are missing the five pieces i saw this i think on pinterest they painted the backside of the puzzle pieces in like colors of fall, autumn trees. And I saw this art project where they used all these puzzle pieces and created these beautiful tree pieces of art. Another thing I loved, now you're not going to go chop off branches from actual trees, but you know the ones that are lying on the ground? Oh my gosh, I saw so many examples of branch art where kids and adults, they would paint branches and in their homes and at schools use them for beautiful pieces of artwork. I just love that idea. Another cool thing is just trash art. Our cl- our school did this last year where kids created tr- Now you you have to, you know, obviously monitor younger kids. You don't want to let the kindergartners loose in the trash can. But the whole concept of recycling, what can you do with this to create amazing pieces of artwork? Um, and I've, I, again, going online and researching, I found amazing things. Here's one more thing I want to share with you cereal box gift bags. You know, you empty out the cereal box, cut holes in the sides, put a little piece of string, and I saw pictures of cute. Gift bags made out of old cereal boxes. Another awesome way to recycle. So, care, I want to ask you just one quick final question. You know, if you, could, if you had one thought that you could share with all of our amazing Right Road listeners, just to kind of close out your interview today, what, in, in you know, three or four sentences, what message would you like to share with all the teachers and parents listening about science and kids?
1: I would say just um, that probably the most important thing is get out and get involved, even if it means drawing a little bit of finger art in some sand at the city park that's across the street from you. Um, Somehow just experience the natural world or the engineered world in new ways. Ask your students or your children questions of familiar things, but just change it up a little bit. If you go walk, well, just ask, for instance, for it to be a listening walk and um, hear oh, how many yes. birds you might hear. Um, or I've taken hikes with kids that have said, um, I've said, well, let's look right. And then let's look left. And we see just that The sunlight or the water patterns make a very different aspect of growth. Maybe it's an unnature walk. An unnature walk? What's that about? Well, that's where we pick up the litter and restore a natural area. So it's just about um, keeping the thought patterns new and you might be walking exactly the same route, but a new theme, uh, a new idea can come forth every single day.
0: Thank you so much, Care. I wish we could talk for another 3 hours. I just we've got more callers here. I don't think we're going to have time for, to take all of them, but you this has just been such a blessing and so much fun talking with you. I'm so grateful. Thank you for being here with us, Care. What a blessing you Thank are. Thank you for having me you're welcome now stay on the line because maybe we will have a chance to take one more call before we close but I want to make sure to thank our amazing On the Right Road sponsors of course Right Road Kids and Right Road Productions Lori Stenas and her Keller Williams real estate team Nair and Seatsack remind uh, just a reminder to mark your calendars the next live On the Right Road show will be in two weeks on Sunday May 1st and it's going to be our extraordinary teacher appreciation episode including over $2,000 worth of gifts and giveaways for teacher listeners. So I'm here with you live every first and third Sunday of every month, so I can't wait again till May 1st. And I want to make sure we have time for our On the Right Road listener teacher shout-outs tonight. As always, you know I like to honor as many of you wonderful teachers as I can who are listening. Each of the teachers whose name and school I mentioned will receive a fun Right Road grab bag of school supplies. And as a helpful reference, we'll get all the shout-out and giveaway gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers at their schools the week of April 25th. As always, there will be tons of recipients tonight, so here we go. Here are the teacher-listener shout-outs for this evening. Remember, as I'm reading all the names from the cities and states around the country, that you are not alone. You're all a part of this amazing Right Road family. Tonight we've got listening... Tons of amazing teachers, including Kathy Thompson from Paul Burbank Elementary School in Hampton, Virginia, Vicki Gibson from Peterson Elementary in Red Springs, North Carolina, Constance Massey from Pine Tree Middle School in Longview, Texas, another Texas, Tony Lee, Thomas from Trinity Middle School in Trinity, Texas, Roseanne Atkison from Roscoe Elementary in Sun Valley, California, Lacey Luna. From Laddie Coeur Elementary in Avondale, Arizona. Sarah Clayton from Western Heights Middle School in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Dawn Payne from Lord Sterling Community School in Brunswick, New Jersey. Amy Edwards from Mossy Creek Elementary in North Augusta, South Carolina. Kathy Birch from Saint John the Baptist Catholic School in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Georgia Barker from Washington Elementary in Sunnyside, Washington. Carolyn Mills from Richwood Middle School in Monroe, Louisiana. Jessica. Jessica Strickland from Martha Rawls-Smith Elementary in Jessup, Georgia. Kenda Bartholomew from Frank Kim Elementary in Las Vegas, Nevada. Deborah annieam I hope I said that right, from Manis- Manatee Cove Elementary in Orange City, Florida. And Sarah Winneker from Ma- Marie Curie STEM in Pasco, Washington, had her wisdom tooth removed. So she has been in bed all week in pain. And so I just want to give you a big right road shout out, Sarah. I hope you're feeling better. Also, I want to give a big shout out to Kathy Illingworth from Brooklyn Elementary in Taylor, South Carolina. Kathy shares every single one of our Right Road Kids posts. I am just always so touched. And so, uh, Kathy, we're going to send you a super-sized grab bag because I, I think you spread the word just about more than anyone, and, and we love you and appreciate you. So thank you so much. Um, I want to wrap up with, as I always like to do, with some nuggets from my heart that you can take with you into the week. The first one, you know, in my eyes, a well-rounded education is the key. Helping kids find out who they are and what they love and helping ignite their passions. You know, that's what it's all about. And the love of that should start with parents encouraging that in a positive way at every turn with their kids. Because what parents model is most likely how kids are going to live. And we all need to work together to help them find that love of learning, not just learning for a test. I think it's truly one of the greatest gifts we can give our kids is the love of learning. And we can't lose sight of that through all the testing. I know, teachers, you're coming into a mountain of testing this month and next month. And I have to say, I am the first one to say that grades are important. I mean, you want to do well. You want to do your best. But... At the same time, I have never once in my life ever had one person past high school ever ask me what one of my grades were. You know, it's not a grade that's going to get your job. It's you that's going to get your job. It's you that is going to make your life happen. So I think keeping sight of that, of yes grades, yes tests, we have to have some guide of how children are doing so how we can teach them even more and even better. But we have to make the love of learning first. All of us need to work together to do that. The second nugget is to help kids learn that it's okay and even good sometimes to make mistakes. If you don't mess up sometimes, it wouldn't push you to work harder and be better than you even would have been had the mistake not happened. And relating this to science, I was thinking of powerful quotes from scientists for some reason. And Thomas Edison popped into my mind. Teachers, parents, check out thomasedison.com. I'm going to quickly read a couple of them for you. Oh my gosh, this is profound and life-changing. The first one, many of life's failures are experiences by people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Amen. Number two, just because something doesn't do what you planned it to do in the first place doesn't mean it's useless. And related results I've gotten lots of results. If I find 10,000 ways something won't work, I haven't failed. I am not discouraged because every wrong attempt discarded is often a step forward. Number three, inspiration can be found in a pile of junk. Sometimes you can put it together with a good imagination and invent something. And just like I was mentioning before, sometimes you can create something with art, just with a pile of junk. You don't need million-dollar microscopes all the time to engage kids in learning and science and just life. And number four, finally, and this is life-changing. Thank you, Thomas Edison. If we all did the things we are really capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves oh my gosh, we need to teach kids to just go out there, go forth into life and be all they can be and learn all they can learn and soak it up. And yes, it's great to learn from a computer. And yes, it's great to learn one particular thing, but broaden the horizons. We will astound ourselves. Kids will astound themselves. And I think it's our job to nurture and guide that, just that possibility in their lives. And the final nugget I just always like to share with you guys is to remember that you are not alone. Teachers, you're part of this Right Road family. Parents, you're part of the Right Road family. We're all here to support and uplift each other. And don't let a day go by where you forget that. Know that you are not alone. And on that note, I want to astound you with one more wonderful giveaway for this evening. Remember, we'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's On the Right Road giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Again, if you're listening to a replay after Sunday, April 17th, we're live tonight. But if you're listening after that, the giveaways will, of course, be closed. But you can always check our Facebook page, Right Road Kids, and our website for awesome things every day. So here's the final terrific science-related giveaway for this evening. It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have a subscription to Scholastic's Super Science Kids Classroom magazine. We are going to cover the cost of a one-year subscription which is eight issues for 20 students the total value is almost $150 the magazine is actually for third through sixth grade but I feel it's great for kids through middle school high school and beyond I mean I learned so much from all of the scholastic magazines it's how we learned about one of our previous on the right road guests Isabella who founded the be a buddy not a bully program so to enter you guys just go to our right road kids Facebook page right now the offer will be posted right now by Marcy just follow those simple entry guidelines in the offer post it'll be open until just after the end of the show till 7 p.m pacific 10 eastern tonight and we'll announce the recipient on our right road kids facebook page tomorrow again remember to mention that code word listening as part of your entry comment because that officially enters you and thank you again to Lori steenis and her keller williams real estate team for their on the right road sponsorship that made the funds for this giveaway possible yay teamwork is awesome Oh my gosh, you guys, I just pray that tonight's show has been a blessing beyond measure for you and that it's provided just a blast of inspiration and ideas for you and your kids and your classroom and your school and your families. I just, I I have to thank again, Care Butler, my wonderful guest this evening on the Right Road. Thanks to Right Road team member Marcy for their wonderful behind-the-scenes support. Of course, thank you to my amazing engineer, Justin, and the whole Voice America team for providing this wonderful radio station for me to be here on the air with you all. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. In case you've missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with friends, this episode will, of course, be available to listen to or download for free. And we'll post that link on our Facebook page and website within the next few days. Also, watch for the Click and Listen giveaway that we'll have next weekend on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. Even if you're listening now, you'll still be able to click and listen to this episode and enter that giveaway. Remember that the next On the Right Road show will be live here on Voice America Empowerment on Sunday, May 1st. In between our On the Right Road broadcast, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. Always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, May 1st at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Go get kids psyched for science and learning every day and every way, everyone. Love you all. Mwah!